Hey friends, this is Holly Goodman, and you're listening to Isaac's Autism Wild podcast, where we focus on topics related to raising loved ones touched by autism and its impact on relationships and family. I'll be sharing some of my personal parenting experiences, raising my son Isaac, who passed away in 2007, as well as an entirely different parenting experience as I now raise my son Caleb, who never ceases to blow my mind with his beautiful autism perspectives. So grab a drink and join me as I interview this week's group of exceptional autism parents. All right. Thanks for joining me, everyone, for another podcast of Isaac's Autism Wild. Today, we're talking about Christmas because it is that time of year. First, I wanted to start with talking about uh, some Christmas gift ideas for our loved ones who are on the autism spectrum or have other special needs. And boy, this is a tough one. I've already seen on Facebook um, and some of our private groups that people are already asking for ideas about what they should get to their kiddo with autism. So what have you, my friends? I have a few guests today. Teresa, you're going to have to pop up pretty quickly too, because I know you're heading back to work. Do you have any, like you're, you're a grandmother of a young man with autism. How, how do you go about deciding what you're going to, um, do you rely on your, your daughter or how do you decide what you get for the holidays? You know, I think about it really all year round with Noah, the things that intrigues him, things that he's enjoyed, what he's interested right now. Legos 100% every single year. I mean, that it's such a great, great gift. That's what he gets. I mean, that's what he wants all the time. Another thing too, Play-Doh, just things that he can manipulate, that he could focus on and he can learn from, he can create from. Those are always really great gifts. Anything, anything that can use his creativity. I agree. We are addicted to Legos. I oftentimes tease that my retirement fund is actually in Lego stock because um, we are just real. We are uh, good customers for the Lego company. And so that is always something that we get for Caleb. Because you're right, it gets his creative minds going. Once he builds the kit, um, he's always creating other, um, you know, sculptures or people. I mean, it's just amazing to watch what he does with them. So I'm, I'm a lover of Legos. And here's a fun fact for you, everybody. I was at an emporium. It was like a vendor emporium out in the Valley and I'm blanking on the first name. So when I figure it out, I'll have Anna um, post it in, in the show notes. But one of the booths there was actually selling Ziploc bags of Legos. So for those that are on a budget, um, if you go online and you go to some of these different um, like vendor fairs, um, they do actually have, there are vendors out there that will sell Legos in Ziploc bags. Now, granted, there's no instructions, but they are so creative that I really honestly think that, um, you know, they don't need instructions. So it doesn't have to be a fancy latest and greatest kit. Their imagination is such that they can still create some amazing, cool things. So I'm glad that you brought up the Lego thing because yeah, we're a Lego family too. And actually... My son and your grandson have, have played Legos together when we've been um, at different activities. <laughs> so they're um, good yes. players in that regard. So, And they also, another thing that I know that Noah loves and every year is the Guinness Book of World Records. Anything with facts and like any books like that every year, if there's a new one, he just loves that or about animals or anything with facts. And he'll go around and talk about that for days. He'll read it because he's a really sharp reader and he loves those facts. So that's another thing that's on our list for him. 
And I love that too, because then it gives them conversation starters because Caleb will often just in random situations, pull out like an interesting fact that he learned from like a book like that. And it's interesting because it oftentimes is when in, when in doubt, that's what Caleb Rebirds do is, you know, pull a fact about, you know, like a world record or an animal. And it's an interesting conversation starter for him. And it always kind of gets the conversation going. So I love that. That's a really good idea, Teresa. I'm glad you brought that one up too. And we got to get those boys together so they can um, tell each other facts, learn exactly. new facts. They're so similar. They would be great play partners. Let's do that. Like that will be, once we get past some of this quarantine stuff, we should get the boys together because I'm sure that they would have a lot of fun. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Teresa. Um, I know you're walking back to work, so I'm glad that you were able to get um, um, that you were able to jump on with us before you had to go back to work. Oh, I always love talking to you, ladies, and seeing you. So, well, be safe. Thank you very much. Walk safely. I will. Taylor, you're Bye. my next person that has to hop off the podcast pretty soon because you have a young lady that you have to go pick up from school. So, Taylor, tell me, you have a daughter. Um, tell me how you decide what you're going to gift your kiddo when you're making some of those decisions. It kind of varies because she's kind of a different kiddo. Like, like she likes some hands-on stuff, but she likes the Legos. Like Teresa said, you know, anything Legos related. And uh, now Legos has gone more girly because now Legos has jewelry making kits. Oh yeah, kids. Yeah. So Legos has a jewelry box and friendship bracelet. Legos. It's really cool. I think it's called Lego Dots. Yeah, that's what it's called. Lego Dots. All right. So they're really cool and they're not too expensive. Like. The bracelets are about six dollars, and then the 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 kits are like maybe twenty, so they're not too terribly not too expensive. Bad. And also, um, Legos has diversified just even in their general kits. There's lots yeah. of girl kits that are um, themed. And my daughter Kelly, who does not have autism, she loves those Lego um, kits that or they get Lego sets that are more geared to the girls. So I love that. Although we're Star Wars fans, so right now I think everybody at my house has a Baby Yoda um, Star Wars Lego set kit that's somewhere on their wish list. So, ooh, I gotta find one. Oh my goodness! Yes. Did you hear that Baby Baby Yoda's real name is Grogu? I did. And you were the first person on social media that posted about it. And I was like, oh, oh, I haven't done it yet. I haven't watched it yet. So I hopped on and, and caught up. So, no, you didn't ruin it for me at all. Um, I, I, wasn't well, I guess that means that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu, then Old Yoda's name is Grogu, too. So the entire time we've known Yoda, that's been his name. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't. Yeah, in theory. I'm so glad I could interject. Damn it. <laughs> don't get me into going. You want me to nerd out here? You know, I could go off and to say what I really think is happening, but I'm not going to do that. I'll save that for a separate podcast where I'll give you what my theories are about the um, the Mandalorian series. But we digress because, alas, I'm still, I will tell you right here, right now, I think you cannot go wrong by gifting Baby Yoda to any person out there right now. So that would definitely be a recommendation from Holly at the Isaac Foundation that, you know, you can't go wrong with Baby Yoda. I'm obsessed um, and yeah, so that's a personal plug. What about you, David? Like you popped in there, like you have a daughter with autism. Does she like the Lego sets too? Since Taylor brought it up. It's there, as, um, we have said before with all these other things pertaining to autism, there is no one size fits all. Um, but ha- that being said, yes, she loves the Lego sets. She loves the ones that are, um, any type of world monument, a, uh, a Eiffel Tower, 
um, a uh, something that has to do with you know exotic geography, London Bridge. I think she did, or was it Buckingham? Mm-hmm. You know, just any of them. Anything that's really detailed, which definitely doesn't make her my daughter, because the other thing she loves, and I don't know if this is across the board, puzzles. Oh. She will just sit there and lose herself in a puzzle for hours, and I, I can't do it. I can't get two pieces together for about like eight seconds, and I'm done. I want out. Like I have no desire. My husband get along so well because John is the same way. I love puzzles. I'll sit there for hours. Caleb will puzzle with me, but not John. He's just like. To him, it's paint drying. It's it's pretty tedious for him. So, yeah, and I would just say, um, yeah, if it's not cut and dried, answer quickly. We're just out. We don't need it. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I mean, I would say for anybody listening who is, you know, say the parent, grandparent, or you know, grandparent, friend, or what, shopping for a kid with autism, um, before you go purchasing something with a lot of small pieces, you know, consult with the parents first, because if it's something that they don't like, um, but has a lot of pieces, you'll just be tripping over a lot of pieces of stuff on the floor, which is always so much fun. And I know that's the same for uh, all kids, but certainly for um, kids with autism. Uh, the other thing too is don't expect that you're purchasing something age appropriate. You oh. know, for a kid with autism, yeah, that's going to be anywhere 13, 15, 19, 20, they're still going to be into things that, you know, your typical seven to 10 year old might be into. Again, not across the board, but it's certainly been the case um, with Morgan. Um, the other thing, too, and I mean, this could segue into inexpensiveness one thing you could either do yourself put together or either a kit for slime or just get them slime there's something about the tactile um you know uh reaction that they get the sensory reaction that they get to slime which just uh, at the same time if it's something that you know is going to keep the kids entertained it's something you could certainly consider yeah that's true taylor does your daughter like the the slime kits and those types of things too she does but that's but since i rent that's one thing i don't allow in my home because i don't want to pay for the carpet um repairs so if we do slime it's usually outdoors when it's nice um however we do bath slime because there's bath there is bath slime like the slime shampoo stuff so i got her that it's only like five bucks but yeah it actually cleans her but at the same time, she can play with slime without me having to worry about it going into the carpet. Yes, that's actually really smart. I didn't even thought about that. But and you're right, because my kids have on a couple of occasions ruined my carpeting because the slime has got on the carpeting. Nobody tells me. And then, of course, it ends up being it dries and it's awful. Since yeah. uh, Taylor brought up um, bath time, bath bombs too, also. Yes. Um, with surprises again, another... in them. Oh, with the surprises in them. I got you. So Taylor, what you're telling me is when they like um, melt away the little in the bath, then there's a prize. There's a little toy or something inside. Yes. And they don't, they're not big enough to go down the drain or how does that work? Do you have to worry about them going down the drain? Um, I guess that depends on your bathtub. Okay. And it also, um, but for the most part, they're like ch- charms little plasticky toys but they're fun they're fun and I loved them as a kid and Skylar loves them and it's just it's it's just she likes anything that's like a surprise she sure. loves surprises yeah well who doesn't? Doesn't really like it's just the surprise factor 
Okay, Taylor, that is a really good point because you're talking about giving a Christmas gift, which is a surprise, but then a surprise inside the surprise. So you're right. That is actually very smart. What other things, Taylor, do you, how you, how, what's the process you go through when you're shopping for Christmas for your, for your kiddo? Any uh, texture and feel, um, which I know is looked down upon with COVID right now. Like I get it, but that's kind of, I think it's fine. Don't you think? I mean, that's yeah. if it's inside your home, I feel like that's allowed. But I also sanitize in between touch and stuff at the store. So I do, I do that. Do you know another idea? And that's not too expensive, especially if you go to Marshall's. It's a thing called Squishmallows. They're like stuffed animals, but they're a different kind of stuffed animals. They have that marshmallowy texture feel that's different from a typical stuffed animal. And that and that may be geared more towards girls, but there are there are boy ones too. Boys can like them as well if they if that if they choose. You know, it's not it's not stick to one. I don't really say I don't think toys should be stuck to a gender personally, but oh, I that's just my opinion. You like what I you like. And I used to play with He-Man because that was like my favorite cartoon yeah. at the time. I'm dating myself here, but He-Man was like awesome and I had all the action figures. So there you go, people. Don't get worried about gender, like specific toys. So I turned out fine. It's, I'm okay. It's like what Dave said. It doesn't matter about age and it doesn't matter about gender. If it's something that they'll truly like and make them happy. There you go. Yeah, no, I agree. Reagan just joined us. Thanks for hopping on with us. Reagan, you have two kiddos on the autism spectrum. You have one beautiful girl, and then you have a handsome young man that's also on the autism spectrum. How do you go about figuring out what to get them for Christmas? So for Noah, it's super easy because he's got a lot of things. So Pokemon, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Taylor's given. I do a lot of Amazon shopping for him. Yeah, yeah. Oh. anything Pokemon Go, anything related to his Xbox, like he's super easy. It's Lucy that is so hard to shop for because she doesn't play with toys. Yeah, she doesn't like toys, so she likes kitchen utensils. <laughs> she likes bubble wrap. Um, <laughs> I've bought her a. a a roll of bubble wrap because she likes it so um we go uh to the craft store and buy like different textured ribbons and bells and that's she gets a lot of that i get the sensory bins like amazon has a ton of sensory bins that you can buy that's got a bunch of like little gadget fidgety things and squishy things that um i'll get her a couple of those but she's a sensory kiddo she's Yeah. yeah so we don't do the whole toy thing with her no, and I'm with you there. So um, John couldn't join us today because he's um, working for the fire department. But um, his son, who's 17, he is the same exact way. It's very difficult to shop for him because he doesn't play with toys. There's very little that he, um, you know, he does like a few sensory things. But here's what I do throughout the year. So if you have a kiddo like Reagan's daughter, Lucy, who's really not interested in toys, but does have sensory um, interest. And I say that I want, and this sounds terrible, but I watch a lot of Cooper's destructive behavior all year long. And then I start looking at different like crafts or activities that we can create that will fulfill that sensory issue, um, that sensory mm-hmm. need. Um, so for instance, he disassembles pretty much anything that is a nut, nut a bolt or whatnot. He's going to take it apart because it's, and it's not awesome when it's your house or your car per se, 
But so then, you know, some of the gifts that I then create for him is a box of bolts and nuts and different things like that. Um, and wood pieces that he can screw things into. The other thing he likes to do is he likes to band, I call it graffiti. Um, he likes to graffiti all over things that you really shouldn't be um, coloring on, like, you know, uh, pictures on the walls and, you know, like batteries and car parts, different things like that. Gotta hide all the Sharpie markers. So for his birthday to Christmas, I collect a bunch of random pieces of wood and things that I would normally like um, put in the garbage. And, um, and then I give him a set of like markers that he can then use on, you know, on this bag of, or box of, you know, miscellaneous like wood pieces or different discarded items. Now, with that being said, when it's time for him to be able to do that activity, I sit down and make sure that someone's there with him. So then that way, when he's done with his box of miscellaneous things that I'm going to let him Sharpie, somebody's there to basically say, nope, we're stopping. We're all done, you know, activity done so that he doesn't then start coloring on all of the picture frames and the mirrors and everything in the house. So there is that. So again, I'm watching all year long, all of his kind of destructive activities. He's gone through a phase where he likes to take dishes and break them. Um, so I thought, hey, that's kind of mosaic, right? So I went and got some like mosaic um, crafts where it's kind of like, you know, broken pieces, intentionally broken pieces, and then had him glue things together and tried to turn that into an activity. So I'm with you, Ray Reagan. I'm all about, if he's into bubble wrap, which he does love bubble wrap, it's like, get him a roll, you know? So that's yeah. a very, it's very unconventional with what you will find for um, Super Coop underneath the Christmas tree or on his birthday, but they're all things that he likes. It's just not what you would think to be traditional. So um, sometimes, again, even in the destructive right. behaviors, and, and again, a lot of those destructive behaviors are somewhat sensory seeking in nature, you can still find some, some activities that you can build around that so that they have a good time. Taylor, I see you holding up something. Make your own discovery bottles. What is that? Like you're holding up to the screen. I can't. I, my, I, well, it kind of fell out. It's something. Uh, it's basically you make your own uh, uh, hands-on calm-down bottle. So there's one that's. It comes with like glitter and all sorts of cool stuff. And then you can make like an ocean one with a bubbly liquid. It's really cool. Oh, we made those in sensor in, in yeah. sibling spotlight one year. I can't remember what they called them. I think they called them, uh, but it was just basically a water bottle that they put yes. different things in. And exactly. That's up and it, yeah, loose. Yeah, that's basically what it is. But I mean, I got this one at Mike Michaels, but I think, but you can either, yeah, you can either make your own off of Pinterest and do that as a gift, yeah. or like get all the crafts together and make that as a gift, or, or you could just find kits. I'm sure on Amazon. Yeah. Well, here's my question because I'm going to ask yeah. this because my ex-husband and I have a difference of opinion on this topic. So I'm going to bring it up in a podcast, right? Might as well air all your dirty laundry out there for the world to hear. My ex-husband is really struggling and does not want to purchase anything more that has technology. So he really doesn't want to play. He doesn't, you know, Caleb is a technology kid, kind of like um, Reagan, what you're saying with your son. He loves his Pokemon. He likes his, you know, like games that go to his game system. But my ex-husband is like, enough is enough. Like, I'm not, we're not getting any more. Um, he has said that he doesn't want to get the kids anything that has to do with technology. And I, on the other hand, feel like for our kiddos on the spectrum that are very much into their video game consoles and the Pokemon Go, um, I still feel like, you know, especially in the age of COVID, 
why wouldn't we? If that's their interest, why wouldn't we then try and give them the things that make them happy? Because those are things that entertain them. So I'm just asking my tribe of parents here, how do you guys feel about this? David, do you want to start? I mean, I know we were going to get into the uh, lesser expensive gift ideas, but for Morgan, a very valuable gift for her is Robux. Oh, and you know, they don't, they don't cost a lot. And if you're, if you can certainly position it as, Hey, you know, this is one of your gifts, you know, I'll give you an X amount so you can spend on Robux. And she thinks it's fantastic. Something non-tangible that she'll never be able to take with her or use again, except in her game. But in her mind, you know, this is a fantastic gift. Thank you so much. And uh, you get away um, pretty cheaply. Yeah, no, I agree, David. And that's the thing is like, I, for a long time, had a real hard time when my daughter would ask me for the Roblox because I'm like, this is a non-tangible item. Like once it's gone, it's gone. And it's just a virtual game, but there's entertainment in that. And she loves it. So how do you deal with um, Taylor? How do you deal with technology requests? Does she, does your daughter ever ask for things that are technology-based? How do you feel about that? Um, y- yes and no. Um, if anything, I'm the one that offers it to her just cause, uh, I mean, I still, you know, there's a balance. I feel like with technology, there's a perfect balance. I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to take away from it, but I, 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 I just, I give her a certain amount of time on it. You know, she has, she's not on it for too long, but at the same time I bought her a tablet and some, and I bought her a tablet and I bought her silicone headphones. She won't break. <laughs> So it's weird. She just somehow is on it for a certain amount of time. And, but she doesn't, she, it's almost like she gets off of it on her own. She doesn't spend too. She, she literally just has her own schedule on it. And it's really, it works because she's not on it for too long. You're so, I don't even need to tell her to get off of it. Oh, I wish that was the case in my world. My kids would be on technology all day. It's only their desire technology. Let's be real because with virtual learning, yeah, them off there fast enough. Right. What about you, Reagan? How do you feel about that? Because I feel like you're kind of my cool sister and the your son Noah likes the technology. Um, how do you feel about technology gifts for kiddos and how much you can have? You know, I think there's, I, I try to preach moderation to him. There's just not a lot of moderation. And at the end of the day, I want to get him something that he likes and that he wants. I mean, Christmas is supposed to be, that's part of it for the kiddos, right? Is getting presents that they want and like. So why would I get him something that he's not really interested in? It's not going to be as fun for him. And I do try to expand his um, world a little bit and maybe introduce him to new things that are not technology-based. I get outdoors a lot. I hike a lot. And so I try to get him into that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get him what's on his Christmas list because that's what he wants. Yeah. So I, I don't care what other people think. Yeah. No, I like that. It's just like, you know, I feel like, you know, when you have two parents that have different philosophical like ideas on this whole thing, I feel like, well, number one, I'm going to definitely win being the fun mom because like I, <laughs> I get the, the right. technology stuff. Because again, I'm with you. That's what his interest is. And we've done a podcast in the past before about friendships when you have a kiddo on the autism spectrum and how friendships develop and David is my is my partner in this too is that some of Caleb's um friendships are ones that he has made in that virtual platform where he plays games and they're kiddos that are good solid kiddos that don't bully him they have a lot in common probably on the spectrum too 
Um, and, and that's the thing. He looks forward to when they're online and he can play Roblox with them or Minecraft with them and different things like that. And so, you know, we have to acknowledge that Caleb's friendships look different. And in that gaming world, you know, that's where he's able to connect with some of these kiddos that don't live in Spokane because that's where we're broadcasting from. So, so let's pivot real quick. And Taylor, I know I'm going to lose you here shortly because you have to go get your daughter. But um, I wanted to talk about uh, Christmas gifts on a budget, because obviously not things are just very unusual with the year of COVID. I say the year of COVID because hopefully we're going to move into 2021 and hopefully we'll start seeing some of these restrictions and, and closures um, removed. But um, has anybody, and it doesn't necessarily have to be Christmas gifts for your kiddos on the spectrum or your other kiddos, but just you know, like we have aunts, uncles, different people in our world that, of course, we want to, you know, like gift give. But do you guys have any ideas for gift giving, you know, can be to your children or even to like grandparents and whatnot on a budget? Oh, man, there's a uh, there's a wonderful one here in Spokane that we're missing out on this year. In the traditional fashion, if any of you guys have ever done the Santa Express oh, yeah. um, out at the mall, which is, I mean, because you walk in and you set the budget before you start doing anything. Yeah. So you tell them exactly how much you want each kid to spend. And then they go to town for you getting gifts for everybody and everybody you designate. And I mean, the gifts I've gotten from the girls from Santa Express in the in the last couple of years, a Gonzaga sticker I can put on my car, a Gonzaga yeah. keychain. I mean, you know. At the same time, that's something that's relatively almost, yeah, I mean, super, super inexpensive and something valuable. I'm like, sweet, again, I get to get so, you know, a sticker I could put on my car. Yeah. I mean, that has as much value as any amount of money you could spend. And they're happy. They see the expression on your face. You know, there are times where, you know, your kid gives you a gift and you have to pretend like you're happy. And in those yeah. instances, like, I actually am happy. They're happy. And we did it on a budget. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, Santa Express is something that also supports a wonderful nonprofit here in Spokane. And unfortunately, because of COVID, it um, couldn't happen this year. So we're kind of bummed. But They're doing it in some virtual fashion, just so you know. They're putting oh. something together. People want to research it. Yeah, we're because <laughs> it's funny that you say this, Reagan. You struggle with moderation. It's like, really? Kids with autism fixate on things? So Morgan won't let us. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she won't let us forget about Santa Express. So we've been doing a deep dive on research. So I just say go online and see what they're offering. Of course, it doesn't look the same, but they are doing something. Yeah, that is definitely true. Anybody else have any like gift saving ideas or ways that you can stretch a budget? I started buying my daughter's gifts in the summer. That's how I stretched the budget out is kind of I started early. Yeah. Well, Taylor, where were you in August when you should have told me, Holly, start shopping for your kids now? Because I have to be honest with you, it's uh, August or it's December 9th and I have not done anything yet. Because I, I just know everybody's situations <laughs> are different. So it's yeah. definitely understandable and respectable. I just say just as far as a budget goes, just do what works for you, um, what you're comfortable with. Um, and then also... If family, if families are offering to give your kids gifts, ask them, you know, because I hate when I'm putting on the spot by my family, like, what do you want for Christmas? Well, I'm like, well, I don't want to be rude and ask what's your budget, because that sounds like me asking, oh, how much money are you willing to spend? You know, I get worried about asking that because it sounds rude. But, you know, but if you maybe just carefully ask, you know, hey, what's what's your budget? So it's easier for me to give you ideas. Yeah. Family ideas. 
No, and that's a good point too. Yeah. So for me, um, Lucy's super easy because again, I can literally go buy her a roll of bubble wrap and she is perfectly fine. Holidays are super hard for her anyway. She doesn't understand them. Like, so I could probably like get her very, very little and she'd be fine. Um, my boys, on the other hand, with the technology, it can get kind of expensive. Yeah. Like their games are like $80, $90. Yeah. Um, one thing that we've done, because, you know, I, I have gone through a divorce. And so when you go through a divorce, times become very lean. And so things that I did for my kids that were actually things that they have talked about um, is setting up like, you know, Reagan, you talked about you like to hike. And so try and find things that don't cost any money but you can really sense them around the kids. So for instance, you know, if um, Caleb really enjoys Pokemon Go, I would give him a certificate, if you will, for a day of like Pokemon going with mom at this location where we pack a lunch and we go out and we spend an entire day doing it or we go someplace new where he would potentially be able to get different Pokemon. And you know what? The fact of the matter is, is it was a piece of paper gift card. It was a picnic lunch, but it was basically a, a date doing something that he really, really enjoys. And it doesn't cost anything to do that. And so, you know, there are ways where, you know, them spending time with you and you getting into their world, doing something, you know, do I, do I love Pokemon going? No, I don't even understand the evolutions and all of those things, but it was, it's valuable in that it's an entire day that we're dedicating just the two of us. And we're going to hit some hot spots and do some X, Y, and Z. And we're both going to be dedicating a time and energy to it. So, and that's very valuable. Um, so, you know, you can create picnics and different experiences like that, that don't necessarily cost anything. Um, two weekends ago, I guess it was over, um, over, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, because we couldn't really do anything. And, you know, between John and I, we have seven kids, um, we had all of the kids over and, um, we played among us, which is a technology game. And if you're not familiar with Among Us, it's a free game that you download on your phone. And again, I had to download it. John had to download it. We knew nothing about it. Anytime that, you know, and that was the one thing is John and I were almost always executed immediately because one of those little kids, they, you know, seek out mom and dad and they're like, so we're always targeted. But one person is what they call an imposter and you operate around and move your little character around and you have to do tasks hoping that someone, you know, the, the mysterious murderer doesn't like whack you. And I am telling you what, all of them had a blast. Now they play this game all the time together and it's fun. But all of a sudden when, you know, you have parents involved and you're all sitting around and, you know, you're laughing, you're giggling. And it was just, um, we actually had a good time. I am telling you, I don't love technology. I don't like playing games. I actually did have fun too, because when I was the imposter, I was good. And here's the other thing too, is, is that I am a mom. So I can tell you when every single one of my kids is lying, oh, I'm not the imposter. Like, no, 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 I'm trying to help you. And it's kind of like, I can just tell by the way you're talking and that look that you have on your face that you are a liar. So therefore you must be the imposter. So I wasn't even using, you know, hints in the game, um, but I was calling everybody out. I could just tell by the way that their voice was that like, oh, Tyler's the, Tyler's the murderer. And I killed it at that game. And then also I had a lot of fun when I was the imposter and I got to go around like sabotaging things. It was a lot of fun. So it was, um, so there are things that you can do that don't cost a penny, but the fact that you're spending dedicated time to do it and you're making a certificate and you're explaining some of the things you're going to do is really fun. Um, some other things that I did for like grandparents, because, you know, you feel you've got to get grandma and grandpa's stuff. Um, things that this is actually been back 
um, when Isaac was alive, because, you know, with all of his medical expenses, it was expensive. Um, so I had grandma liked to cook. So I got an apron, which was just like a few bucks. And I had the kids just paint on it. And um, grandma loved that apron. And it even became more valuable once Isaac passed away because she had some of these little projects that um, we did on a budget that grandma has. And so again, you know, coffee mugs, um, even if it's just a, a coffee mug, you don't have to go to those paint places. You know, there's like the pens and stuff that you can use to decorate um, markers and stuff that are pretty permanent and they're on a budget. It works and people love it. So um, there's some of those types of options too. So, oh, I'm sorry. You made me almost cry with that. No, it's okay. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. Well, and that's the thing. You just never know what's going to turn into something that's really priceless for family members. So that was the year we had the least amount of money. And those were the presents at the time, everybody loved the most. And then now they still love. And I have to tell you, I've kept every single coffee mug and plate that the kids have ever made me. And I love them. Um, those are really things that uh, I love. So David, when you were talking about like a Gonzaga keychain, you know, like an ugly mug that my kids have colored on and made for me, I love, you know, like those are my absolute favorites. So yeah. Part of spending the time though, too, know. you know, as you'd mentioned, um, I mean, just going downtown right now and Morgan loves to go to um, the Davenport and not only for the Christmas decorations, but then she gets lost in all the old decor, the old pictures. She wants to look at everything. You could spend an hour doing essentially absolutely nothing. And then you go across the street to the mall, as long as you keep them out of the shops, (laughs) which is easy. Um, You know, you got the Christmas tree and you got everything else. And then you go for a drive and look at Christmas lights um, and I don't know if any of you have been up to the South Hill and seen that farm that's decorated with coordinated music and everything, but uh, that's a stop that we make about oh, 18 times during the holiday season. Oh, we are too. So. We're up there all the time. Maybe we'll see you there. We can have hot chocolate together, David, because we're up there a lot too with our favorite, and it's free. Just make sure to move your car when a... I get there because I hate waiting. Go ahead, Taylor. Sorry. <laughs> Taylor, you had an idea? Um, yes, and and um, and it's something me and Skyler both like to do with um, since I'm autistic as well. And it's something even I like doing in my childhood and she likes doing and it's very inexpensive, something you can do get from the dollar store or Hobby Lobby or Michael's with a coupon is I like making um, Christmas ornaments. They, it's it's very and Christmas ornaments make the best Christmas gift. Let me tell you, they make really good Christmas gifts. Oh, that is a really good point, Taylor, is that is another thing that I love. Every Christmas ornament the kids have gotten me, mm-hmm. I remember every single one and I love pulling them out. That's the best part of Christmas is pulling out the ornaments and just reminiscing when you're putting them on the tree. So that's a really good point, Taylor. Oh, it's just, and I love that even as an autism parent, you know, I just love the dangly, just the dangly things and ornaments can be very sensory. Yeah, they can be. Oh yeah, so. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and sure. Taylor, there are some Christmas ornaments that you can actually bake. You can make yourself. So you can yep. use cookie cutters and then you can do them so that you can make it a little project too. Reagan, did you have mm-hmm. something that I that you wanted to add before we wrap up? Uh no, I don't think so. I mean, we love the Christmas ornament making as well. Um, we've done like the clay. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. I'm glad you reminded me about that. It's a great project too. So Well, thank you everyone for joining me. I appreciate you guys giving me some 
some content here for Christmas. Lord knows you found out the real reason it's because Holly procrastinated and I still have to get my shopping list. Before I go though, I'm going to tell you guys one last thing. You want to know what all of my kids have asked for this Christmas and I'm actually like pretty excited about it. I haven't bought one in a very long time. You guys are never going to guess. So I'm just going to tell you fanny packs. They're coming back and all my kids want fanny packs. They're coming back. Mm -hmm. I have Everybody. one on right now. See, and that's just it. They're coming right back now. and my kids are all dying for a fanny pack. So that is the one thing I'm actually excited about shopping for. It's kind of like, oh, I'm going back to my childhood here. Fanny packs. Where are you getting them at online? I don't know. I wanted to see if there was someone locally that I could, um, that I could Good get idea. one. Yeah. From, so first I'm going to look for a local option, but yeah, it just cracked me up. Cause I'm like, who knew I'd be shopping for fanny packs. <laughs> that's awesome. Those make great gifts. I don't know if this is a, yeah. you know, part of the podcast. Now, Taylor, I just wanted to tell you, you know, you asked if like some of the input you gave was appropriate or connected, you know, it's going to be appropriate or connect with somebody. There's a lot of people that listen. Everybody's, everybody's situation is different. And I think what you added was invaluable. I wouldn't have even thought about shopping in the off season because it just doesn't even cross my mind. And I'm just not that smart. Um, you know, and so a lot of good information. She cuts herself very short on a lot of these things, but Taylor, you're actually in your podcast recorded with me is one of the, our highest rating. Um, a lot of people like to hear um, the perspective of a self-advocate with autism. So you, yeah, you always have a lot to offer. Thank you guys. And David, I don't think you're dumb. <laughs> even if you did i i've already come to terms with it taylor so i'm fine yeah. well david doesn't your daughter call you dumb sometimes too so because oh you know she when yeah when she gets in a, a you know when she starts going into a rage i mean the first thing she'll say we've talked about this before it's like i wish you guys had never been born to which we said then you know obviously you would have never been born she's like well then you should have been born without a mouth but I mean, these are, these are the, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these are the priceless things that we hear. And, you know, I, as I was telling people before Taylor, like this is make me uniquely qualified for the professional world. Cause there's nothing anyone can say to me that could be offensive because there's nothing worse than what my daughter says to us. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually no, I, you know, prepared me for the word. I agree with you, David. <laughs> Should they get a conversation in my office here? Cause the kids have to come to work with me every day to do online schooling. In fact, one of them's even in here listening to this podcast um, as she's working on her class assignments, but Earlier today, Caleb asked me something about whether or not there can be snow in Texas. And I said, uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe randomly and like, but it's not very common. And then he starts reciting all the facts about like all the snowfalls of Texas. And I said to Caleb, I said, Caleb, sometimes I think you ask me these questions just to show mommy how stupid she is. You know what I'm saying? Like you just <laughs> like to point out how dumb I am. Because, you know, like if I was to keep a list of all the random questions that he asked and then corrects me because I'm wrong. It would be vast and long. And in fact, there was one day, I think he asked me seven different random questions that have nothing to do with school either. Cause keep in mind, he's got headphones on. So he should be listening to the teacher, which he's clearly not. Cause I will say, as he's trying to point out that I'm not as smart as him, but like, does this have anything to do with your class right now? No, then get to it get to listening, you know, get back to school. But um, yeah, I, there was like seven things in one day he asked me about random things and he, all, he always knows the answer to them. So it's just like, you do this just to prove that you know more than your mom. And I don't know how I feel about that. 
Well, if you want to make him feel better, I have firsthand experience because uh, when I was in Dallas, some clients and I decided we want to go do this thing called Top Golf, which is outdoors and it was blowing sideways snow. The driver pulls up and he's like, Where are you going? He's like, Wait, where are you going? We're like, we're from Montana and Idaho. Don't worry about us, Eastern Washington. We can go do this. And it was blowing sideways snow while we were playing. So, yeah. And you're just kind of like, This ain't no thing. But in Texas, probably shut it all down. Like everybody was just like, What? Yeah, go home. But yeah. Anyway, boy, we love our kiddos, don't we? They're just, we learn so much from them. Like I just learned about all sorts of things I thought I'd never care about. That's where that book of world records and facts that you never thought you'd care about comes in really handy. So I'm going to get that for Caleb so then I can start being as smart as him. I think I'm going to get it for Skylar too. Oh, and incidentally, when I was talking about that vendor emporium earlier, it's called Joe's Vendor Emporium, where you can get those um, Ziploc baggies of, of Legos. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism in the Wild. And that's it for now. If you want to be notified of our next podcast release, be sure to hit subscribe. And just remember, we're all in this together. So find your tribe and hold them tight.